what's up, everyone? Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another podcast of the Daily Mind. How is everyone's uh, morning going so far? And how is your, uh, for some of you, extended weekend going so far? I can only hope that it's going all very well and that you have all your limbs and fingers intact for those who are lighting fireworks um, a little bit prematurely before the 4th of July. Uh, but nonetheless, have fun. Be careful out there. Stay hydrated, especially. Um, so I got up this morning and I attempted to go out and try to DoorDash. Um, it's been over a year or a little over a year since I've done it. And there was nothing happening. Now, it's a little bit different than from the last time I did it. Um, there's two ways to get paid on the platform now. And I fit, you know, I was like, OK, well, maybe that's, you know, it's early. You know, nothing's really happening yet. Even though it's showing on the map that in my area that uh, there was a little something going on. But I guess it wasn't very much going on. So, you know, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to just go home for a little bit. Chill out. Maybe try again later. Maybe not. Um, but nonetheless, it, I could catch up on some things here at home. So um, what I want to talk about today is, you know, right now we're, we're in the, 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 the one of the busiest parts of the summer in terms of travel. Uh, people probably started traveling Thursday, yesterday. Um, in anticipation of going away on their 4th of July weekend. Now, you guys are hearing it all over the news about airlines being canceled. So many flights have been canceled, either due to the weather, the heat, um, staff shortages, Canadian wildfire smoke. You name it. It's literally um, hell on earth or hell in the sky, if you will. Um, and, of course, people drive, you know, Amtrak. Amtrak is probably not probably the most least desired. But there's one mode of transportation I want to talk about that um, that I actually like personally enjoy, but others don't. And for some, it's kind of like a cheaper alternative to get to where you're going. So today I want to talk about Greyhound Bus. Now, this might not seem like an interesting episode, but for those who ever taken a trip on a Greyhound Bus, okay, it can be something interesting. There's always something going on. There's always somebody to meet. There's always somebody to talk to on the bus, even though you don't want to talk to them, but they'll spark a conversation. And you end up in some pretty interesting, sometimes sketchy locations. Okay. Um, now, Greyhound Bus has been around for a long, long time. Um, I'm a little deep digging a little bit into the history real quick of Greyhound Bus. Uh, so, as you know, they're the, the national bus system. Um, to get you just about everywhere. Um, they used to go to Canada for a little bit. I don't know if that's still a thing. I can't confirm or deny. Um, but Greyhound operates hundreds, if not thousands, of buses across the country to connect to any small, just about any small town, but definitely major cities. Um, and again, it's, um, it is a cheaper alternative for people. So, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to class bash, but you can tell the type of people who ride the bus based on, like, their income or whatever. But don't get it twisted. There are some, like, rich, like, people that just have money and just want to save money that takes Greyhound, too. And, again, I'm not class bashing whatsoever. Um, so let me see. I'm going to get a little bit, before I get into this episode, I'm going to get a little bit into uh, Greyhound and what they do. Um, so as you guys know, you see them everywhere. They operate, uh, they're the largest inner-city bus service in North America, serving Greyhound in Mexico, charter bus services, and Amtrak throughway services. They operate roughly about 1,700 coach buses, um, and they're manufactured by two companies primarily. 
Uh, they serve 230 stations, 1,700 destinations. So the company's first route began in Hibbing, Minnesota in 1914, and they adopted the Greyhound name in 1929. And they're, um, they're headquartered in Dallas, Texas. Okay, 123 routes, 230 stations, 1,700 buses. That's, that's a lot happening. Um, but yeah, so you know, it says here that the company was started in 1914 by Eric Wickman. He was a 27-year-old Swedish immigrant. So this guy was laid off at his job. He had a, a, a mining job, and he became a hump, a hupmobile salesman. Um, then, I guess, when he couldn't do that, he um, it says that he gave up after his first winter due to the harsh uh, weather. And then, uh, you know, eventually he did find his way. He was running a, a bus service from Hemming to Duluth, Minnesota, to form the Mesaba Transportation Company. By 1918, though, uh, he had about 18 vehicles and annual income of $40,000, which back then at 1918, $40,000 is a lot of fucking money. Um, but yeah, eventually over time, not going to get too much into the history, but the company definitely expanded. They bought more buses. Uh, they started going to further places. They started just expanding to where we are um, today. But, you know, for me, I, I, you know, me being the bus guy, I love buses. Um, and stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm a big transportation fan, and I've rode Greyhound countless times. In fact, I think the first time I rode Greyhound had to have been sometime around 1997, maybe 1998. Um, it was a trip from New York City to York, Pennsylvania, and Ben did, did a couple of trips uh, with my family. Of course, it wasn't just me traveling alone, uh, but with my family, I sat and did a few trips. Um, between New York and York, Pennsylvania. Now, <clears throat> I, I just love the overall ambience of the Greyhound trip, especially at night. It's dark. Um, you got those little spotlights. That's pretty cool. But, you know, at the, you know, I can't say I had a really bad Greyhound experience because the last time I rode Greyhound was last year. It was from New York to Baltimore um, that I rode Greyhound and then rode it back round trip. Um... I always get somebody to, for, for me, I always get somebody talking to me. I've mentioned this in a few episodes that I have somewhat of an approachable demeanor to me, an approachable face where people just come out of nowhere and they just start talking to me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that, I guess that's okay. Yeah. Hello. How you doing? And I'm not a dick about it. And you know, we have a little conversation. That person gets off. Another person sitting next to me, wash, rinse and repeat. Okay. I've seen on Greyhound buses, um, couple of arguments um not necessarily fights but there are some horror stories out there i'm sure of uh, people and their greyhound experiences um but i i can't say i've seen anything crazy but the point of this um episode is just gonna be some of the bad experiences with greyhound because again there's a lot of them or what to expect um out of a greyhound bus i'm gonna go on i, I found the website uh there's a list of uh let's see it says here uh the bad things that you see on a greyhound uh, on the Greyhound bus. Now, there's 10 of these things. This is from, according, I'm sorry, this is um, courtesy of wanderwisdom.com. Okay, I, I looked up other sites for this, and this just seemed to be the one that kind of is spot on. Okay, and then I'm going to dab in there like I usually do, and I'm going to let you know if I've experienced any of these or anything of the sorts. Now, if you have noticed, for those who ride Greyhound, they've been buying brand new buses, and these buses are equipped with Wi-Fi, charging ports, 120-volt um, outlets, 
for a bus like that. It's a lot of power to upscale from like small batteries to 120 volt outlets. And I'm gonna tell you right now, those things do come in a clutch, especially if you're on those long, long trips. I don't fuck with the Wi-Fi too much. It's too slow. And with the with how fast 5G is on my phone, it's way faster than the Wi-Fi. But for those who I don't know, have a tablet or something, a, a laptop that isn't connected to a cell service and may want to like use the Wi-Fi, you can, but it's not going to be as fast as you think. Okay, so I'm going to get into this list. All right, and again, this list is courtesy of Wanda Wisdom. Now, it says here uh, the 10 bad things you should expect to happen on Greyhound. Now, it says the Greyhound bus is a great way to travel to big cities and small towns alike all over the country for a very low price. No other form of transportation in North America has as many stops, stations, or routes as Greyhound. And it's because of this that tens of thousands of people travel Greyhound every day. Now, before I continue, I'm going to turn this down. I, I always have this habit of always, like, forgetting to turn this shit down. That is my um, notifications. All right. So it says, however, there are some things you need to know about the Greyhound bus before you begin your trip. There are some issues that can and do arise quite regularly on the Greyhound bus, and the best way to deal with them is to be prepared for them in advance. Compiled below are 10 of the most common bad things that Greyhound bus passengers have to deal with, as well as solutions. And I might even throw in a few solutions myself to help you out, okay? Greyhound is not the worst mode of transportation, but, you know, if you're not in a rush to get somewhere or, you know, you just want to see some scenery... Because when you're flying, you don't really see scenery. You just see clouds. And then when you're on a train, you know, it's the same. And then, of course, driving, yeah, you see scenery. But there's, you know, you can't enjoy the scenery as much because you have to focus on the road. That is unless you're a passenger in somebody else's car. All right. So I'm going to start from the number one down. Okay. Now, it says here, your number, number one, your bus will be late. I mean, that's no slight on Greyhound. Um, you know, shit happens. You're, you're, you're a bus that is riding amongst other vehicles. So, yeah, it's a good chance your bus could be late by a few. Um, for me, though, every bus I've been on or been waiting for has been somewhat on time or close to being on time. Nothing too crazy or nothing too late. It says Greyhound buses are notorious for being late. So expect to board your bus 30 minutes to an hour after the scheduled boarding time. And that's on a good day. Depending on why your bus is delayed, you may have to wait anywhere from four to six hours. It's just part of the whole Greyhound experience. Your bus will eventually come. Just don't expect it to always be at the exact time when on uh, exact time listed on your ticket. Sometimes that's half the fun. You know what I mean? Like again, you, you're, you're going to come across wild characters, crazy people, and it's just everybody with the one common goal of trying to get somewhere. However, though, you will come across some characters. That isn't even going anywhere. So if you notice about Greyhound, you get those everyday people that go hang out at the bus stop, watch people get on, get off buses, ask for money, or just hang out. It's kind of like um, you got people that hang out at the Greyhound bus stop like it's hanging out in front of a Circle K. It's like a hangout spot. And I guess for some people, it's exciting to see new faces come on and off the bus. I, I, I can't do that. But, you know, there are people out there that, um, that kind of do that thing, I guess. Uh, but that's just not me. Okay, so and, and uh, you can't help the, the, the idea of the bus being late. All you can really do is just be patient. Um, keep your eyes and ears open for any schedule changes and move right along. Like, you can't force the bus to get there on time. There's going to be shit that happened. Remember, it's sharing roads 
with other motorized vehicles of all different shapes and sizes. It has to deal with accidents. It has to deal with bad weather. So don't expect your bus to always be on time. This isn't Japan, you know. All right, number two, you will sit next to some interesting people. I cannot stress this enough. You will, okay? You might sit next to somebody who is quiet. You might sit ne next to somebody who is a seat hog or try to lean up on you. You're likely going to have somebody lean on you. And, I mean, they're tired, and they probably feel like they're comfortable. But if you're one of those people that don't like to be touched or laid on, then, you know, tough noogies. I will say this, though. The best place to sit on the Greyhound bus is arguably the last row in the back. Now, the only caveat to that is, is that if you can deal with the smell of the lavatory of people coming in and out using it, then you're okay. But it's the back seats are some of the most comfortable seats because you got no one behind you. You just got the wall, the end of the bus. And if you get, if you get that with a window seat, it hits. It's different. It's the most comfortable fucking ride you could think of. But um, most of the people I sat next to or sat next to me just kind of had like a little chit-chat conversation. Nobody was being flirtatious. Nobody was being weird. It was just somebody um, just wanted to talk for a little bit, I guess you could say. So, um, But I can't speak for everyone <laughs> on a Greyhound bus who had somebody sit next to them because I'm pretty sure there's some crazy-ass story out there of somebody um, – sitting next to them and just doing the most odd shit like eating some stink ass food next to them or hell even offering them some of the food and again people will surprise the hell out of you it says here you will not spend your 18 hour bus trip to cleveland sitting next to your cousin tony instead you will spend all 18 hours sitting next to a man named brillo who has on two trench coats and one sandal brillo it says brillo will want to tell your prison um Brillo will want to tell you prison stories the whole trip as well as as show you the, the new rash he recently acquired in Las Vegas. By the end of the trip, you will know more about Brillo than you do your cousin Tony, who incidentally is sitting next to someone just as crazy. Um, yeah, and then there's a little link here that offers tips on how to be safe. I might hit on that. I might. Some shit is common sense. Okay. Now, number three, the Wi-Fi won't work on your bus. Now, that's not a big thing. Let's be honest. The way cell phone service and how fast it is, you're not going to need the Wi-Fi on that bus. The only time you're probably going to need the Wi-Fi on that bus is simply if you're trying to watch a movie on your tablet. If you don't have or like stream, um, the best thing to do is just have movies saved on your tablet or phone um, or your laptop, whatever you choose. And, um, you know, if the Wi-Fi is out, it's not the worst. It's not the worst thing. And you can use your phone as a hotspot. And to be honest with you, Greyhound buses... Wi-Fi is pretty fucking slow. Like in New York City, um, their buses, the MTA um, is removing Wi-Fi off their buses because it's just incredibly slow and it's redundant. Everybody's got 5G out there. There's no point. Um, but the Wi-Fi would not hinder anything. It's not the worst thing. It says what you can actually expect is for there to be incredibly slow Wi-Fi at Greyhound bus stations and no Wi-Fi at all on your buses. Now, I know what you're thinking. I'll just walk up to the front of the bus and ask the bus driver to kindly fix the issue with the Wi-Fi. I can finish watching twerk videos on Instagram. Um, sounds like a reasonable plan, right? Well, maybe in the alternate universe. Unfortunately, you'll be stuck in the Greyhound universe where the drivers are fed up with passengers like you coming up and bothering them about Wi-Fi that they have no control over. So instead of getting internet access, you'll probably get an eye roll in the frown if you don't get ignored completely. Yes, bus drivers have nothing to do with the Wi-Fi not working. Now, granted, yes, they can control the power of the bus, 
But if the Wi-Fi transponder or antenna or however the bus gets its Wi-Fi is broken, there ain't shit they can do about it. They're just trying to get you to where you need to go. And again, everybody should have 5G cell service in this day and age. So you will be okay if you don't have fucking Wi-Fi. You'll be all right. Um, number four. Now, I have not experienced this problem. And this is a problem that the bus driver can sort of fix in a sense. All right. So... It says, number four, only half of the power outlets will work. Every seat I sat next to, the power outlet worked. Now, there could be a reason why the power outlet might not work. It could have shorted out. Maybe somebody plugged in some wild shit. Uh, perhaps a, a fucking a breakfast, um, what do you call that shit, where you could cook multiple things on, like a skillet. Maybe somebody tried to cook breakfast on the bus and shorted out the bus um, outlet. It says here, I don't know what it is about Greyhound buses and the power outlets. But I swear that on almost every bus I ride, half of the buses have no power. Sometimes it's the right side. Sometimes it's the left side. Sometimes it's a weird mix of both sides. Basically, wherever you sit will be the section that has no juice coming out of the outlets. And just like the Wi-Fi situation, uh, there will be nothing that you could do about it. You'll just have to sit there and watch the battery level on your cell phone drop lower and lower as time ticks by. Or you can ask a total stranger sitting in the row behind you to let you plug your phone into his outlet. But that's kind of creepy since then you'll have to let them hold your phone while it charges. Um, alternatively, there are charging banks at the bus stations, but half of them, they don't, half the time they don't work either. And the other half of the time, passengers from the bus that pulled in 15 seconds before your bus did will swarm the banks and take all the plugs. So basically you should just turn all your devices off during your whole trip and find something that doesn't require power to entertain yourself, like reading a book or sleeping. Yes, contrary to what you may think, I've seen even as of recent, uh, passages on Greyhound reading books. Yes. It, you know, Greyhound should be, like, when you ride the bus, there's a time to just kind of unplug. But it's kind of hard because, you know, the bus has Wi-Fi. You got important calls on your phone, uh, pictures to see. But, you know, you can sleep, too. Like I said, if you sit all the way in the back of that Greyhound bus, that last row by the lavatory, um, it's probably the most comfortable place you could sit. And it's not as... Uh, intrusive in a sense you kind of feel like you're in your own little uh vip booth if you will i always try to go to the back if i can help it but everybody goes back plus it's closer to the restroom so you can just get up and just go right in uh number five expect arctic temperatures whether it's 100 degrees or not um it says there are two basic temperature settings on most greyhound buses hang meat and sahara sweaty so expect to either have them put on a few more layers or to be tempted to take off as many layers as possible without actually being naked in your seat. Don't ask me why. The temperatures are so extreme on the Greyhound bus. Maybe shivering helps to keep down the crazy. Maybe sweating out of every pore helps the drunk and uh, drunks and druggies to feel more important. Maybe it's an NTSB thing. I don't know. Just be sure to bring a jacket for the cold and wear lots of deodorant for the heat. I can't argue against that. That is very much true. Greyhound has only two settings. Really hot and really cold. Um, I always say no matter what time of the year you're traveling, Greyhound, bring a sweater. And it also makes for a, a more comfortable ride, too, just being snuggled up in a sweater or a nicely a nice small knitted blanket of some sort, something to just kind of keep you covered. Because you just never know. You get into a Greyhound bus, and you don't know if the AC is going to work properly or not. And then, you know, you can control somewhat of uh, the climate yourself. So you know how sometimes they have the little vents on the top where you sit at. You can kind of close it 
um, on certain models and open it like you do on an airplane. You know, if the air is blowing too forcefully, you could close the little vent that sits above you. I'm pretty sure you could do the same thing on a Greyhound bus as well. But my tip is to bring something comfortable. Always bring a sweater, uh, a blanket, something regardless of what time of the year it is to keep you snug. Because Greyhound buses, uh, they can be a, a little bit uh, unpredictable. All right, so uh, number six, you will have longer than advertised layovers. Now, I have not experienced this because a lot of the trips um, that I've taken with Greyhound was probably no more than about um, about three, four hours. All right, so it says here, the scheduled layovers for your Greyhound bus trip will be listed when you purchase your ticket. And while I recommend looking over where and when you will have the layovers, please keep in mind that the layover times will change. If you believe nothing else from this article, believe this. That two-hour layover you have in Cleveland will not be two hours. Something will come up, and it will turn into a four- to six-hour layover or an eight-hour layover. Basically, you will be in Cleveland way longer than anyone has ever wanted to be. There are a number of reasons, of course, why your layover will be longer than advertised. For one, Greyhound will always have issues with buses being behind schedule, traffic, weather, crazy drunks who have to be kicked off the bus, and so many other issues that can arise making the bus late. A Greyhound also has been having trouble lately finding enough drivers to fill all the scheduled routes. This is pretty much universal everywhere. Um, finding enough personnel to fly um, planes, um, engineers to operate trains. It's a shortage everywhere. It says that means you'll have to wait while they find a driver willing to come in at 3 a.m. and drive you and the rest of your fellow passengers to your next stop. Would you want to get up at 3 a.m. in the morning and get on a bus with 50-plus rude, un, uh, rude, unruly, and restless Greyhound passengers? No, and neither do the drivers. So your layover may just be uh, just a few hours longer while they find one desperate enough to come into work. So if you ever wonder, you know, there are so many factors that will determine as why your bus is late, and, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to bite the bullet. It is the mode of transportation you chose, but see... This is something, this is a good list for those who never have been on a Greyhound bus before and is opting to save a little money by doing so. Should probably listen to this or they need to do research themselves. Because if you think Greyhound is fast, no. Cool thing about Greyhound over Amtrak is that Greyhound can reach more places. Amtrak, yes, is faster, but it doesn't go everywhere that Greyhound can go. And of course, you drive, um, it could take, it'll take, It'll be faster than the Greyhound because you don't have to make stops like Greyhound or take certain routes like Greyhound. You could go whatever which way you want to go. All right, number seven, you will have to get off the bus a lot. Now, this is not something I experienced, but again, you got to understand, I, my trips have been fairly three to four hours on average. It says, if you have a Greyhound bus trip over a certain length of time, don't expect to be able to snuggle up and stay on the bus the whole time. There will be several stops throughout your trip whether you'll be required to get off the bus. For instance, at some Greyhound stations, your bus will have to be clean and serviced so all passengers will have to exit the bus. Passengers who were already on the bus will be allowed to reboard first before the new passengers so they can reclaim their seats, but be prepared to spend an hour or so inside the station. You also have at least one transfer during your Greyhound trip. A transfer is basically changing from one route to another, which means you have to change buses. Most transfers happen at Greyhound stations, and you will typically have layover between transfers. Layovers can uh, last anywhere from 30 minutes to several hours. Your bus will also stop for meal and uh, bathroom breaks every few hours. Now, I will say this one tip. When it comes to transferring buses or getting on and off buses, pay attention to make sure your luggage 
is coming out the bus when it needs to and when it doesn't have to. Because it is very easy for them to accidentally take your luggage off. Even though you're there for a layover and you're getting back on a bus, but it's easy for them to mistake your luggage for somebody else's to where they take it off and that shit does not go back on the bus. So now you get back on the bus without your luggage. And that's something to really, really pay attention to. I, I'm, I always keep my eyes on them when they take the shit in and out. I'm always keeping my eye because that, that shit can happen. It says you also, um, your bus will also have to stop for meal and bathroom breaks every few hours. These breaks are usually at gas stations or fast food restaurants. You are not required to get off the bus at meal and bathroom stops, but it's usually a good idea to get off and get something to eat since the food prices at Greyhound stations are pretty high and usually any bathroom is better than use the one on the bus. Again, if you're claustrophobic and you are not very easy about using a, a, bath, a bus, uh, bathroom bus or uh, yeah, bathroom on a bus, then yeah, you might want to get off and you know, you can um, get some fresh air, get a souvenir, stretch your legs. Okay. Um, Get loose because, you know, sitting like that for some people is excruciating, especially for hours on end. So it's a good way to stretch. And also, too, you have to time it because some of those stops are crowded with other people. So if you only got a half hour, you got to be quick and ready to go. You'd be lucky if there's a five minute grace period where the bus driver will wait for you. But shit, they got a schedule. You will get left. So if you have to, you know, you stop at these stops, take advantage of it. But time it out. Make sure you're one of the first people back on the bus if you can help it. All right. Uh, next one here. Uh, what's the next tip? Uh, number eight. I mean, this is just as just the same as waiting for your bus. You won't get to your destination on time. Just because your ticket says you arrive at your destination at 8 p.m. on Saturdays does not ensure that you actually will. Uh, in fact, more likely than not, you will arrive later than scheduled. How much later you arrive varies. But it's usually a good rule of thumb to expect to be at least two to six hours behind schedule. Uh, Greyhound buses have to travel on the same roads as every other motor vehicle out there. And this means that they have to deal with traffic accidents, bad weather, road closures, etc. And all of these factors causes buses to run behind schedule. Greyhound buses, uh, Greyhound bus lines have also been experiencing a driver shortage for the past few years. This means that buses are routinely delayed at departure while a driver is found. Um, if your trip is behind schedule from the start, then there's a good chance you'll be way behind schedule by the time you reach your final destination. It's not uncommon for some passengers to arrive at their destination 12 to 24 hours late when their bus was initially delayed. This is true, especially during the winter time. The winter time, especially along the Northeast, the Midwest, yes, you got to expect this. This is why you have to plan these trips accordingly. Give yourself extra time because I'm going to tell you right now, if you think you're going to get the grandmas for Christmas on time, you might not even get there on Christmas Day. You might get there the day after. And then you're going to be super pissed off. But it, it happens. So you have to plan accordingly and most importantly, have some damn patience. Number nine, uh, you won't get a lot of answers from Greyhound employees. Yes, this is true. They don't know half the time what the fuck's going on. Um, they'll read something off a computer, but there's not very much they can help with. You're really on your own when it comes to Greyhound. It says here, Greyhound employees as a whole are not always known for being forthcoming with answers to passengers' questions. There are some Greyhound employees that provide exceptional customer service, but don't expect this to be true at all stations. If you think about it, not only are Greyhound employees very busy getting everyone and their luggage sorted and on their way, but they also hear the same questions every single day. It only takes a few days of hearing people ask you the same questions over and over again, 
many of which you might not have a straight answer for. Before you get fed up and start ignoring people, now that this is the way, not that this is the way customer service should be handled, but it's understandable. Yes, so I can only, these, for example, these questions probably like, why is the bus late? When is the bus coming? When do I get to my destination? How many seats? Is there a bathroom? I, I'm pretty sure. Those are the most common questions that those employees hear on a day-to-day -day basis, and it's fucking tiring. I can only imagine. Um, it says, getting the answers to any questions you may have before your trip is also a great idea. For example, my frugal tra uh, travel guru YouTube channel, this guy has a YouTube channel, has over 100 videos dedicated solely to the Greyhound bus. And, of course, this last one, number 10, the bathrooms are gross. Now, I'm going to stop right there for a second because... Every bathroom I've been on thus far as of recent on a Greyhound bus has been fairly clean, okay? Now, if you get somebody to get in there before you and blow up the bathroom, and what I mean by blow up the bathroom, is in a, not in the literal sense, is they take a shit and it's like, wow. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that little confined space is so small, but once they get out and that door opens up, it's a wrap. Now, I've never taken a shit on a Greyhound bus. I avoid it like the plague. I make sure I don't eat nothing that's going to make my stomach go nuts before a Greyhound trip. And if I have to take a number two, I will make sure I do it at a rest stop. And again, I will time it where I hurry up and do this and I get back on the bus. Now, I'm going to, uh, what it says here about the bathrooms, it says one thing you definitely need to know before you embark on your Greyhound bus adventure is that the state of the bathrooms on the bus will occasionally be less than ideal. In fact, sometimes it'll be downright gross. Now, real quick. They clean the bathrooms before the trip, all right? It's part of the checklist um, that they have to go through in order for that bus to go. Why? Now, if you get a bus that's gross, I don't know. I've never got on a bus where the bathroom was automatically disgusting. It says, Greyhound buses are routinely clean and serviced during trips, but it only takes one person with bad aim or explosive bowels to ruin the restroom for everyone. And when you factor in that the bus is in constant motion when passengers are using the facilities, you can understand why it's usually a good idea to use the bathrooms during meal breaks at restaurants and gas stations. It says here the, clean, the cleanliness levels of bathrooms at the Grey, Greyhound stations varies depending on the location. Some stations keep their bathrooms spotless as well as stocked. Other locations leave a lot to be desired. If you find a clean bathroom at a station, use it. You don't know when you will come across a, another one during your trip. Now, that, I'm going to tell you right now, this may not sound believable. But the bath, you have a better chance of, finding, of, of using the bathroom while it's clean than finding a bathroom at a Greyhound bus station that is actually clean. So my solution to that is this. Use the bathroom before your trip starts. Try not to eat anything that's going to fuck the, the bus uh, bathroom up. And then also, too, yes, if you, if, fellas, if you're on the Greyhound bus, I know shit can get a little rocky. This is, you know, you got to plant yourself in a way that before you take a piss. What I like to do is like kind of open my legs a little bit while I'm standing, kind of get a, a, a nice footing on the ground. Um, that way my foot is touching both sides of the wall and I get, I can keep steady and then I go ahead and pee. It's not hard, fellas. And then, you know, if you take a shit on the bus, um, <laughs> oh God, I, I don't know. I, I had bring a, a little small can of spray if you have to, if it really comes down to it. I mean, nature calls and sometimes um, you can't wait to the next bus stop. So sometimes you got to just go, but be courteous. Cause I'm telling you, you know, in fact, there's not much you can do about that shit at all. I mean, unless you just hide in a bathroom and don't want to come out, you know, like, uh, and you, you know, in a public restroom where you take a shit and somebody walks in 
and they're like, damn, somebody fucking stinks, and you put your feet up so they don't see it's you. Yeah, you can't really do that on the Greyhound bus because eventually somebody's going to knock on the door. But I do remember an instance where somebody took a shit in that Greyhound bathroom on the bus, and whew, I'm telling you, like I said, sitting in the back is one of the most comfortable spots. The only problem is, is when somebody used the bathroom, even when they pee, some people's pee stink. And then, like, some females, when they come out of there, don't smell very good. And then guys or whatever that take a shit don't smell good either. Look, Greyhound is a great way to travel. At least I think so. Okay? It's not the most desired. It's not the most luxurious. And you're going to – you're traveling amongst common people, people who have no choice but to take a Greyhound bus. So, I mean, be courteous. Be kind. Just enjoy the trip. Get to your destination safely. And safeguard your shit. Like, don't, you know, they have overhead bins. But, you know, be mindful where you put your overhead shit. Be mindful um, when you stop. Because people do grab bags that's not theirs at bus stops and run off with them. And, of course, when, they, when there's layovers and shit, pay attention to your luggage. It is very easy for somebody to snatch a bag. Because the drivers is not going to pay attention to that shit. They, they, you know, somebody take your bag. That's a wrap. So, you know, these tips will help you enjoy a trip um, a lot better. And then, ladies, um, if you're traveling alone, yes, um, be mindful of the people that sit next to you and, and your belongings. And, you know, you do have some creeps that, like, sit next to you and, you know, get a little touchy. Hey, guys, too, you guys got to be careful with that shit, too, because you're either going to have somebody trying to touch you as well. So uh, don't, be tw don't get it twisted. But, look. If you drive Greyhound, I mean, if you ride Greyhound, have a great time. Enjoy your trip. Hopefully, you get to your destination safely. Because we're all, it's all about a common goal. And that common goal is to get to where we need to go from A to B. However you get there, transportation-wise. All right? So, enjoy it. Um, so, hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. It's a little over a half hour, but it's okay. Um, moving right along. Stay tuned to the next episode. And, you know, keep enjoying your, um, your extended weekend for some of you. And just be safe out there and stay hydrated because it's hot outside. Very hot. I mean, I'm talking dangerously hot. So alcohol and heat don't mix. So if you're going to drink, drink cool. But make sure you're drinking some water behind that shit. Could save your life, all right? So, hey, thanks for listening. And stay tuned for the next episode coming soon. Have a good one. Ciao.